Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am again joined by Luke and Tom of the pop punk band Royals. So if you didn't tune in last week, I recommend you go check out that because that was part one of our conversation. And so this week is part two. So for a little brief of what we spoke about, and we continue talking about sort of music videos and song meanings. We talk about worldwide catastrophe. We speak about anticipation for future live shows, as well as the future of the band and the songwriting process. We then also speak about the theme for their EP, A Spark to Ignite, which is now out. And I have included links for that in the description to Spotify, so make sure you check that out. As well as interactions with the fan base, toxic positivity, and lots of other similar topics so it's a really great conversation if you did tune in last week then you'll know how good this conversation is going to be this week and yeah just go check out their ep i think it's absolutely fantastic five banging tracks i think they all have music videos as well so go check those out on the youtube channel and yeah they're just really really nice guys it was a pleasure to speak with them also in the description there is not only royals on spotify and their ep but also they've got a custom spotify playlist which i think was spoken about in part one of the chat it might be in this part as well i can't fully remember but they have a custom spotify playlist where they put a lot of music in which is bands that are associated with them and music they generally like so if you want new music and royals just aren't quite enough for you then make sure you check out their custom spotify playlist as well which includes their music and lots of other cool bands too so not really much else to add here, guys. So I'll be back at the end of this conversation to give you more information of what's coming up with Genuine Chit Chat and a bit more information too. And I just want to quickly apologize. I sound really bunged up at the moment. I've got really, really bad hay fever. So my nose is horrendously blocked up and I'm just chewing chewing gum at the moment to try and alleviate it and not sneeze all over my microphone. So the main conversation doesn't sound anything like that because that was recorded, you know, a few weeks ago now. But just want to clarify, if I sound bunged up, that is why. Anyway, enough rambling. On with the show. So, I'll be back at the end to give you more information. So, I give you Royals. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. With World War Catastrophe, that was obviously, once again, with Tom and whatnot. So, the, the theme of the song itself, though, let's go with that, then we'll go into the video a little bit. So, World War Catastrophe, what's that sort of meaning and what kind of came about with those lyrics yeah that's another big one this one so okay this is a fun one really and kind of breaks a lot of people's expectations so given the title of the song and given the time it was released everyone just thinks oh it's about covid like Mm. you know given it's called worldwide catastrophe and we're going through a global pandemic everyone just links it straight to covid now in some ways that could be seen as correct and, and kind of is but the song was actually written. So the lyrics were written. I was away. I was in a hotel uh, on on business. I was doing some work and I was like, I'm going to finish this song tonight. And it was about, I don't know, a couple of weeks into COVID. Like there was no lockdown. It was like, I don't know, January, February. It was like early days of COVID. Um, and I was writing this song about how we live in this world full of like, you know, greed and selfishness, hate. You know, we still have racism. We still have like, you know, problems with poverty and homeless people and just people who are just dicks. Like, there's just so many problems. I mean, you know, a lot of like, oh, I don't know the right word for it, like, you know, just some, just toxic people, you know, just like mm. not a great place. To, to, there's lots of things that we need to fix, right? So it was like, right, singing about that. So like the first, uh, the first lyric is like, take a walk out on the streets, tell me what you see, the selfish greed, the apathy, a living catastrophe. So it's like, it's not about COVID. It's about like the problems we deal with in this world. So when COVID then hit and became a thing, the lyrics were still kind of being finished and tweaked and like they kind of took on a second meaning. And then we had like the the Black Lives Matter protests um, and like 
all of the other stuff that happened, all like the corruption with the, the police, um, which, you know, these things have been going on for years and years. Like, and I just think, how are we still experiencing these problems in 2021? Like, obviously at the time it's 2020, but like, you know, it's still going on. Like we're still not through these problems. And it was like, I want to sing about that. I want to put that message down, you know, in words on paper and sing about that and try and just use our, our small platform that we have to just spread that little bit of a, a message. So that's kind of where the lyrics come from and the theme of the song. So it's not just about COVID. COVID, you can kind of blend it in there because it's another bad global thing that's happened with the world um and it is a catastrophe at the end of the day um you know and it's even more of a catastrophe how you know the british government deal with it so (laughs) so you can kind of put it in there like that it's all all of these things um and yeah i don't normally like to get too political to be honest because it can be one of those things where you don't want to say the wrong thing because you're always going to upset somebody, right? You're always going to, you're always going to piss somebody off. But then I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, I'll just say as it is, like, this is what I believe. And this is what we believe. And a lot of people in our generation are going to feel the same way. And if you don't, then you know what you can do on, like, you don't need to be a part of this band. If you don't agree with like certain things like that we feel, then I feel quite strongly about that. And which is very weird because I never used to be like that, but yeah, that's that. Sorry to kind of rant, but yeah, that's what that's about. <laughs> that's good. It's always good to have songs, you know, with with a wide variety of meanings as well. And the thing is, with songs, uh, especially when you are a songwriter and things, there's certain things that come to you quite sort of out of the blue and things. I mean, there's an artist called Hopson who's a rapper, and he releases songs so sporadically, you just hear nothing for ages, then there'll just be a song drop, and it would just be whatever he's kind of experiencing at the time, and he changes genre in them and all sorts of stuff. And it's just like that's quite refreshing a lot of the time because there's a lot of the times where. There's a lot of bands that we all like. I call I call this Killswitch Engage syndrome. And I love Killswitch Engage. They're one of my first band loves and both main vocalists, I think Jesse Leach and Howard Jones, are excellent and all the instrumentalists in them are phenomenal. But every album they release, every song on the album sounds like every song on the album. And for me, when I was interpreting them, I was like, they're all generally about the same sort of thing as well. So it's just like this one album you know, all of it's generally the same. And that's fine when you love it because I call Kilsus and Gaze Syndrome because so many bands I love that do it. And I think Stick to Your Guns do it per album a little bit as well. And I love them too. But it's like, oh, I love this one song. Oh, that's good. You're going to love the next nine because they're all basically, they're so similar. And the thing is with lyrical content and with themes as well, it's good to be able to, you know, not be stuck in one lane necessarily. You know, you've got certain bands who specifically, you know, stray from the path, you know, they're quite political and that's their thing. But I do like it when you listen to bands and you can sort of dive deep into different songs on the same EP or different um, releases and you can find different connections to the members of the band in that sort of way if you see them coming from 100 percent, i totally agree like and there's nothing wrong doing it either way like there are bands mm. i listen to that are like all kind of along the same line 100 percent, like that's their thing like if they've got something down and like it's done well for them then like continue doing that like i totally fine with that um i mean architects put out like a very similar sounding like three or four albums but like, oh yeah it's national 100%. i mean and you know and i don't know if you ever listened to like way back in the day did you ever listen to woe is me Oh yeah, I used to love Woe Is Me, and then they changed the 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 drama around all the bands was a men- was mental. But yeah, I used to love Woe Is Me. Yeah, so much mess around that. But like the first album, the one that had like delinquents on, I genuinely mm. could not tell sometimes like when it was going from song to song because like there was like ten songs that sounded the same. But I still loved it. Like it was just hundred percent experience. But I think for us, like we we totally have some songs that are similar, and like on this EP like most of them are really different so like you know our reach is kind of like about sort of chasing your dreams and like trying to 
I guess like it just being out of reach, you know, it's just, it's almost there, but you know, all the problems that come with that. So it was kind of about like being in a band and wanting to like make something of your life and do something you enjoy rather than working your standard nine to five sort of thing. Um, but then you've got fair weather friend, which is about like, you know, shitty friends who aren't there for you when you need them and stuff. Um, now the only ones that really are any similar is that and gone. Cause gone is kind of a similar concept. It's like, right. It's like how many times, can this person like keep doing this to me before I'm just going to leave him? Right. So it's like, uh, I'm not trying to give away any lyrics there. Um, <laughs> Tom is probably looking at me like, what are you saying? <laughs> no, I was just waiting for you to actually just say the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so like it, they're, they're similar, but every other song is very different uh, in terms of the concept and the lyrics. And it felt this, the, the writing process for this EP lyrically was very different. So the first EP we had, obviously our ex-bassist Lewis, and he was in my old band, uh, Gone By Tomorrow, and he was um, the vocalist. He was like the like heavy screamer, if you want to call it that. So he was like a lyricist. So like when we wrote the first EP, it was kind of like, it was kind of good, but kind of difficult because we used to clash because like he wanted to be a big part of the lyrics, but then I also wanted to be a big part of it because I'm singing them. So it's like, mm. I need it to mean something to me. And because of that, we ended up either having songs that didn't really mean anything or they were kind of like, we'd have to write something each. So mm. there was a couple of songs I wrote on the first EP, which lyrically are my favorite because like they meant something to me, but then there are a couple that literally meant nothing. Um, mm. And they made it incredibly hard to like sort of put the passion into those as much. So it was different this time around because it was just all me. It was like, right, each song is going to mean something. This is how I feel right now. This is what I want to sing about. And it's going to go on on paper right now. And then I'm going to record it. Like, So yeah, but I'm quite excited for people to kind of hear, listen through the whole EP as, you know, as a one piece um, and just kind of decipher each song and like listen to like the lyrics and the music and kind of get a vibe for like what we're actually trying to put across. So thematically, if you obviously you've explained that each individual song has its own identity and things, but as an EP, is there a theme that you're going for for this release in particular? Um, there is. There's always a theme with like my songs, right? So um, my kind of overall theme is a normally about trying to like sing about and write about like a bad situation or a bad experience or something like that's not so good. Right. But putting like a positive spin on it and like trying to be like, right, this can get better or, you know, so like with worldwide catastrophe, it's about all of the, you know, I say talking about obviously living in a world full of all these bad things, but it's like, we can be like the, the, the voice and the generation to, to fix that. Right. So the lyrics, like uh, there's gotta be a better way than to watch the world go up in flames. We can be the tidal wave. So it's like, right, we mm. can put this fire out. So that's kind of the positive spin on there. And then you look at like, um, a song like gone uh, which is about to come out and it's about i say it's about like you know people and friends like letting you down and not being there for you it's like right okay well i'm gonna move on i'm gonna be better without them right so it's always like taking a bad situation and be like right putting the positive spin on it like and, and and the idea for that for me is right music is is a form of release for a lot of people and a way they can connect and get a lot of emotion out and make them feel better right so they go through this bad situation and they happen to relate it to the words i'm singing i'm hoping that they'll go oh i'm experiencing this i feel this and this person's singing about like a way it's it can be better um and it might not always be that relatable but like the idea is it kind of puts that message across of like trying to spread positivity and like make the best of a bad situation now with all of that said 
Jaded kind of doesn't fit that vibe. That's the one song that doesn't. Um, and that is purely because that was how I felt. I felt really down and I just did not see like any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, which is why like, it's so weird for me because like, it's, it's quite a depressing song lyrically, but then it's like the happiest music song musically. It's like, so like upbeat and like sounds really happy. Um, but overall the theme is kind of, yeah, putting positive spins on, on, on bad things. And that is kind of why we got the name, um, a spark to ignite, not only cause it's a lyric, but also it's just like, we can like, you know, light this flame, you know? And there's also a lyric about that in Jaded as well. So, hmm. well, I think it works having that sort of one song that's a bit more of a of a heavier song lyrically in that way because it's kind of like if each thing is kind of becoming optimistic and going up a little bit, you've kind of got to have that one down just to pull it down a bit more, just so it can kind of fleck back up again in a sense. And it it does work because you know even when you're trying to have a positive outlook and positive mindset, that doesn't mean every single day you are positive. Like yeah. you, I think the three of us, because um, obviously I know Tom from outside of this podcast. Um, but I think the three of us have that kind of outlook and it's, it's a very, it's a good one to have, which is, you know, kind of, you could expect the worst, hope for the best, but try and be positive about the things because it's like, yeah, life can be really, really shit at times, but there's enough of that going around a lot of the time. If we try and sometimes focus on the the good, that can really be beneficial, but there are some days where it's, it is just too much and there's nothing wrong with having those days, which are down days. You know, it's more so overall, try and pick yourself back up, try and be happy, but let yourself have those down days if you need them. Literally that. Yeah. Not to get too dark or anything, but like I did, um, I mean, I'm still kind of am, um, I'm just being completely honest here. Like I, I've been doing some therapy recently. Um, and it's all about sort of like sort of like behavioral therapy. So it's to like help with like your mood and your thoughts, right? So, and the biggest thing, the take, the biggest takeaway is like when you, bad things happen, you it does happen to everybody. It's like the way you process the thoughts and the way you act on them is what affects your mood. So it's like if you just try to be more positive and see the best in things, you're going to be happier, right? So um, although I felt really crap and loads of people did over the last year because it wasn't just because of COVID, everyone's got their own thing going on, but then you add on like this global pandemic that then hits you in so many different ways. It made it hard for a lot of people. Right. And everyone I spoke to was like, whenever I started opening up, people were like, Oh yeah, I've been the same. Like I've been really down, like not being able to see any friends or anything, being lonely. So like, it's like, okay, we've all been through that. Like, and there is just no good on this. Like in all honesty, it's like the only, the, there's no light at the end of the tunnel because we're constantly in a lockdown and <laughs> no one knows what's going on. So that's why it is so dark, but it's kind of fitting. It's placed fourth on the EP and then out of reach is the fifth song, which is a very inspirational, big song. So it kind of like does dip and then it comes back up in terms of like the concept of the lyrics. So I think it's sort of found its place. And Tom, with you, um, obviously, even though you haven't specifically contributed uh, lyrically to this release itself, I assume that a lot of the themes in it and a lot of the lyrics in some of the songs have been connecting with you as an individual as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously, like Luke said, the other songs are written prior to me joining, but Jaded was the one that was written while I was in the band. So, I mean, yeah, like you came to me for quite a few different things. Like I'm thinking of this or this and yeah, I sort of gave a bit more opinion on that, but they're definitely relatable. And I think although the other four songs might have that positive spin and Jaded doesn't, it's, it's almost got its own positive spin in the sense of like, it's it's all right not to be okay and it's all right to feel this way. And that's like, that's fine. And you don't, yeah, you don't need to have that positive spin all the time and it's okay to have that day. But like Luke says, if it's 
fourth on the EP followed by an inspirational track. It's almost if you saw that as a day and that day is negative, the next day or the next track could be better. And sometimes I think, you know, if someone hears a person or an artist constantly going on about how great everything is, that almost makes them less relatable as well because they're like, oh, they don't feel like this. So it's just me. But I think it was very sort of opening to listeners to be like oh so other people feel like this is not just me so yeah, it definitely yeah. helped with like our sort of community and like fan base because we straight away had like lots of people opening up to us uh, we have like a discord group chat and you know i sort of opened up in there and let people kind of open up and you know we sort of put our hand and said like you know if people want to talk like we're here like we we want to spread the message about like you know people go through these things but it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, if you want to chat, chat with us sort of thing. So yeah, like not to be a downer, like we just, it's more like being positive about this in a way. It's kind of like there shouldn't be a stigma around mental health and people being down, especially not at the moment, like really not. Um, But on the positive side of it, things are hoping, well, fingers crossed, things are getting better in terms of COVID and pandemic. And I think a lot of people are going to start to be able be able to get back out there and have fun again and um hopefully it won't just be another year of depression for the uk <laughs> there's a word that i was trying to think of about and it kind of resonated me with um with jaded was just that you know like when you tell someone how you're feeling or something like that and then they're like oh it'll get better or you know keep your head up and then just move on from it and i feel like what jaded did for like luke said the discord group and things like that was made you know a few fans of ours feel like okay we don't just have to take it on the chin and keep going it's like actually open up talk about it figure out what's going on and then work out a way forwards rather than just dismissing it as a quick like it'll be all right it's called uh, like negative something i think but there is a word for it which i can't remember which isn't very helpful right now i know exactly what you mean it's it's so typical people to go oh yeah chin up oh get better you'll be Mm. all right It's like dismissal, isn't it? Almost, it's yeah. just like. Whereas, I think what this, uh, yeah, what the EP does without reach being at the end, which is yeah, it's one of my favorite tracks. Is like it does. It kind of allows you to say, right, you can spend time. The Jade is like, right, this is the time where kind of you're going to have to at some point stand back up again and get ready. But while you don't, you can stay here as long as you want. But when you're ready to move on, he's out of reach. Yeah, and pull you out, and it's it's a real nice imagery of that. And I really like that message. And I think with a lot of our generation and a lot of our generation's music, especially like going from pop artists all the way to the strangest alternative artists across the board in music, a lot of expression now is about mental health. Before COVID and things, it was a, a lot more about accepting each other and being able to actually talk about it. And it's like one doesn't always fully understand how much people's reach can be you know i've had people contact me and say oh this podcast you had with this individual um was really inspirational it was great and it was for me it was just you know a fun cool conversation but for this person it meant something i think a lot of people when they look at other people's music and they they can be quick to dismiss things even though it's like well just because it didn't necessarily mean something to you doesn't mean it won't mean something to other people and you don't know where these little sort of you can touch someone almost really gently but to them it's like this big impact you can have people who you have one conversation with them and they remember that for years on gone because of it's just you don't know how you're going to impact people so i really like the message that you're you're spreading with the ep and the individual songs as well yeah even it even made us do it i mean like when luke messaged the band chat at some point and said like yeah i'm sorry to get real deep there and then we all just ended up getting deep and opening up and it was kind of like it even did that for us so to even get it outside the band was really good and the um the word i was thinking of is toxic positivity 
Um, that's oh. what I was trying, which is just like quick Google searches, the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain only a positive mindset. And it's like, it's mm. not always that, that simple. So yeah, toxic positivity. Yeah, you shouldn't be that for either. You shouldn't be for positive mindsets or negative. But if, if we move on slightly to something uh, more positive, I mean, I do love talking about deep subjects and things, but, you know, you guys have got so many aspects to talk about. I want to try and touch on uh, quite a few of them. And one was sort of, uh, it was touched on with the community element of it. And what I've noticed, obviously, you guys have been doing a lot is um, you could be getting into Twitch and you've been playing like Smash Bros and things like that. And that's been like, really cool to sort of watch and things. Even Megan, she was saying she was watching them as well. And so, like, how has that been, like during the lockdown especially the only way you've been interact with your fans and community has been via obviously the new releases which you obviously have to time and orchestrate all the sort of other things that go with it but you've been able to do it in other ways so i wonder if you could just talk about how that's been yeah it's been it's been really good i think like um if you can take anything good away from like covid and like lockdown is like finding new ways to connect with people people like almost I feel like I've started talking to people more now than I ever used to like like meeting like talking with like family and friends more than ever because you're like you realize you, when you take something for granted like you miss it right so it's like okay everyone using zoom and video chat more and like like being online and stuff so we were like what can we do right we want to like connect with people we don't want one the band to die out but two we actually want to be able to connect with people and like provide something so we started the twitch gaming side of things um not just gaming, but just anything we thought, oh, we're going to start trying to live stream more often. And we do want to make it a weekly thing on a regular basis. Uh, we've done a few, but then we've, it's quite, it's, it is quite hard with like everyone working full time and stuff. It's quite hard to keep up, but that's going to be a thing. And then we've got our discord group, which is just sort of for like, you know, fans and everything to like connect with us and chat personally. Um, and we try to be just sort of, I don't know the right word, just try to sort of be there online uh, so that we can kind of always respond to people have a presence. Yeah. Yeah. We just like to be sort of present so that we can like communicate with like the, the, you know, the Royals community. Um, and like, we sort of welcome anybody in, like, it's not, you know, we're not trying to be like, Oh, where's some massive band with like this big, like super fan group. That's not really the point of it. It's like, we just want to build like a community of people that like, okay, yeah, they like our music and they follow our band, but it's like, we all like the same things. We all like music. We all like, you know, these things, and it's easy to get on and chat with those people because you have things in common. So it's not just for us and them, it's for them, like those people who are part of the community to communicate with each other and kind of make friends and meet people and stuff, um, even if it's just online. So yeah, I don't know if Tom has anything to add to that, but that's kind of like my my sort of viewpoint on it. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. Like, like you say, there's often times where the Discord group's going off and none of us are even in it and it's just people connecting you know someone in san francisco talking to someone in germany and they're just talking about their day and it's it's quite nice to see um but i mean the twitch stuff also came about because me and luke were just gaming all the time anyway like especially when i sort of first joined and i was like we could easily just stream this and <laughs> people might enjoy it because it's fun but so yeah we definitely need to get back on that it's one of those things, isn't it? It's just like there are so many elements of being in a band that people don't fully appreciate. You know, there's there's all of the elements of releasing the music itself, and then there's the online presence, there's gigs and all these sort of things. So if we move on to sort of gigs, which has obviously been the big thing uh, that's been missing from, like, 
the the thing I've probably missed the most about COVID, I think, aside from being able to see friends whenever I kind of want to, you know, it, we, we had a bit of, you know, being able to do it and then less so and then more so. So over the year, I've been able to just have like a bounce of seeing friends. But the one thing where I didn't realize how much I missed until it really went was gigs. And like, I'm not even in a band. So I think that being in a band, obviously being a fan of music, and obviously, uh, Tom, you and I have spoken about, there's several bands that we're hoping are going to play nearby that we're going to go see and things. But it's just like, because a lot of them are American, we're just like, we have to wait for the American tour to start once COVID is over, and then them eventually come over here. And there's just so many bands now that I've kind of got stockpiled that I've got into over COVID. And I'm like, right, now the next three years is going to be like a gig like every single week just to scratch that itch. So yeah, for you guys, it must have must have really been the same. If Tom, if you want to say about... I hadn't even thought you, about that, like that all the American bands are going to want to tour America before they come over here. So it's going to be even longer wait. Yeah. Um, um, what was your question? about having like an itch in a sense like being in a band especially where you've been sort of recently joined the band you like being like i just want to play this stuff live and i can't <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, I guess it's kind of weird because we didn't really fully get that feeling until we were at the rehearsal and then it was like oh damn like now i really want to play a live. i've got a taste for it but just missing it in general like now i think back at some of the shows that i maybe saw one band on the lineup and they're playing kind of far away and i was like oh I'd- you know, it's on a weeknight. I don't know if I, and now it's like, I will take anything. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll drive that two hours to see the small support band. That I like one song on just to get a taste of it again. And, and that's the part I'm hoping that a lot of people will miss it. Cause when shows do come back, hopefully that'll bring in bigger crowds and sort of build up a scene again. Yeah. See mm. what you just said there kind of hits the nail on the head. It's like back in the day. Right. So it got to a point where I felt like, especially with like local smaller bands, people it was so hard to get people out to shows man like like even your friends and people who actually like your band even then it's still hard especially if it's not on like a friday or saturday night it's incredibly hard and it's like i feel like now like people are in a position where it's like they just want to get out right and do something and if they like music they want to go and watch live music they want to go out and have some drinks and so we've obviously got uh and we, you know we might talk about this we've also got some shows coming up uh soon which hopefully gonna go ahead and I was messaging around a few friends recently, like, hey, you know, do you want to like come down to the show? You can get a ticket and stuff. Here, here's the link. And the amount of people that responded that was like, like I had a friend from school who I've not like, I, don't, I haven't really seen him that often since we left school. We, we meet up like once a year. And he messaged him was like, yeah, we've got like six tickets. We're coming down with a bunch of friends. And I was like, man, you like, he's never been to one of my gigs before. Like, that's awesome. Like, you know, I'm kind of hoping it's the same for like a lot of people. Like, I'm dying to get back out there. Like, you know, we went from, i've been gigging as long as as long as i've been in bands so, so since like 15 16 um and then to have a year of that or more than a year of that taken away it sucked like by the mm. time we actually gig again i think it's over 18 months in total so it's just oh, it's just depressing <laughs> and i can't wait to see you guys as well it's, it's there's quite a few bands that's like around this there's like a two-month period where i've got like four bands and i'm just like there's uh, three of them are smaller bands it's like I need to see them. Like one of them is Millie Manders and the Shut Up, and she was on the on the show a little while ago. And I was just like, I need, like, as any band, I'll be happy with. But even when it's smaller bands, I'll be more excited because I'm like, oh, I not only do I know them and I can talk to them, but I can also support them. And it's just like how enthusiastic they'd be because, like, obviously people like big examples like Billie Eilish, who I but personally do like her music and things. But it's just like she's probably making enough money on Spotify and whatnot to be fine, yeah. you know. But with smaller bands, it's not only you don't even necessarily get paid for certain gigs and it's not your necessary your income, but it's like, it, it can mean so much more to you in the sense of like the connection to your fans is, is more tightly knit in a lot of ways. And being able to, you know, 
without having infinite money and having to do like nine to five jobs and all these sorts of other things that you have to do without getting to scratch the itch of performing live like what are the things in Jaded especially when sort of the red light comes on you guys go get a bit more mental I was watching it and I was like oh, it makes me want to show because I can see you guys are like bouncing and stuff and I'm just like oh. <laughs> when we when we played that song for the first time and it like kicked off like that was like the first song I just felt I was starting to jump around to like I'm um, that and, and and gone um and hopefully people agree when they hear this those two songs like live are gonna they're gonna be nuts i can't wait like they just they when like tom said when we had that rehearsal it really was like oh my god like, i want to play gigs now um so i totally get that and i don't know like i feel like i am hoping and i do feel like it's going to go the way where people are going to want to come out to shows like i was worried at first like, oh are people going to be wary because of covid and things like that and I've only had one person so far say they're not sure because of COVID and they want to like get jabbed first and stuff, which I get. I'm like completely supportive of like safety first. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even want to play a gig if the circumstances weren't safe. Um, Cause to me it goes against like my, like my, my morals. Like I don't want to get anyone ill and potentially kill somebody. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, of course um, that sounds so brutal. Um, just <laughs> it's true though. Isn't it? it is unfortunately not, it could happen. It's not a metal show unless someone dies. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so we want to make sure it's safe, and I'm, I'm, you know, I really am hopeful it's all going to go ahead, um, and we're going to see like a whole bunch of friends down at like the first few shows or like you know the local one or whatever, and just have an awesome time, just have some drinks, see some people you're not seeing for a while, and just party and listen to music and watch the other support bands and be able to go up to them at the end and go, "Good set, bro!" <laughs> like I'm not being able to do that in uh, like two years, so. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be fun um yeah man i'm just excited i don't know if you can tell i'm just buzzing you got a massive smile on your face and it's one of the things like i'm excited for you like all the artists i speak to it's almost like it makes me think of like you've you've got like a dog and they're just like they've just they're hungry you've given them some food okay they got that they got their favorite toy okay they're ready then they're at the door and they're ready to go for a walk and they just can't go out. And it's like, everything else is fine. I've got everything ready. Everything is prepared. I'm ready to go out. Just, you're kind of shaking with energy and anticipation. Like, just open the door. Let me, like, use up all this energy. Like, I think the, the first, if if lockdown sort of eases up and it doesn't go into another lockdown, I think for just, like, the first year of everything being open, we're going to get some of the best live shows across the board of all genres of just people having that energy. Like, there's not going to be tour fatigue when by that when that comes out of things. It's not going to be like... I've been touring for, you know, three years and I just need a break. It's like, no, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to just, I'm ready to go for the next <laughs> 30 years. Let's just do it. <laughs> and with you guys touring, I, I spoke to Tom a little bit about this, the sort of um, the general plans of things. You guys must be quite excited because um, obviously you're planning to kind of generally get like a van and to play around together and things. So I'm, I'm interested, like when it comes to touring and things, is it like, is it going to be the shows themselves that are the sort of some of the highlights? Are you are you looking forward to the sort of camaraderie of the band kind of bonding hugely? Is it like a mix? What are the sort of things that are really you're excited about with this specific tour? Yeah, for for me, it's definitely a bit of both. Like the last tour we done uh, with the band before the new guys were in, you know, we hired a van for the week, and it was the first time in a long time I'd like with Royals. It was the first time we'd ever done a tour where we we're all in the same vehicle and together. 24 seven like whereas mm. beforehand it was like someone always had to like go back and work half a day or something because like work was shit or we had to take two cars i'm sure tom can relate to the work thing he's laughing um you know whereas like when you're all in the same vehicle you've got a van and i don't even care about being designated driver like i sing so i drink a lot of water and i don't really get drunk too much because like I, I have to sing so 
even when I'm driving, just like blasting a playlist on for songs that we all love, like with the windows down in the summer and then playing an awesome gig and then in the nighttime, like pissing about in like a hotel room and like eating pizza and all the, you know, just, just chilling. Like, so it, it all kind of goes hand in hand, but then at the same time, playing live shows to like a group of people where like, you know, hopefully a few of them know your songs and everyone's having a good time and people coming up to chat to us at the end or before we play or whatever, like just excited to kind of connect to people in person. Like we do have some solid fans who I know like will come to like, you know, like especially our local shows and they'll come up and have a chat with us and, you know, we'll have a drink together and stuff and it will just be like good old times. Um, so I'm, it's a good mixture, both the playing and I mean, we have to bond. We've not really, I mean, like we obviously get on and we've all bonded and, and me and Tom have a lot in common. So we bonded really quickly, which was great. But um, to do it like on the road, like a normal band, like I can't wait for that because we all just, like, everyone's such great guys and we all get on. So I, I feel like it's just going to be like fun times all around. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Tom, or has Luke summed it up perfectly? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm looking forward to that because the only times we've been all together is one rehearsal and then the music videos. And they're, even those, although they're a lot of work, we still have tons of fun when we're not shooting. So to think taking that into a non-timed, no-pressure environment is just going to be chaos and, yeah, going to be loads of fun. Lots of Auntie Donna quotes, I'm sure. I love, <laughs> love that. It's like you, you do a tour and it's like, okay, yeah, you need to load in, sound check, and then you need to play your set right. So realistically, like, you only need to be, like, busy, like, during that small evening portion. And even, like, during the show, like, you'll normally do a sound check and then you'll go out and get some food or whatever. So, but it's like, you've got, like, all day. Then you've got the, the, the nighttime after the show, you're normally up for a couple of hours, you know, whether we get a hotel room or whatever we do, or we're trying to, like, crash somewhere. Like, there's so much downtime. And it's essentially, to me it's like a holiday. It's like, you know, you're off work and it's my holiday. Like I don't, I've never gone on as many holidays as the average person, because I would say like, if you get four or five weeks holiday a year, like 70% of that for me has always been time off for gigs and tours. So like, I don't really ever get to go on holiday. Like I always promised Lauren like a week or two, like most for us to like plan a holiday and the rest is for gigs. <laughs> so uh, this year she's been quite lucky. <laughs> so um, I think like, you know, for me, it's just a good break and a great time with your mate. So I think, uh, it's going to be good. That's awesome. Well, it's getting quite late. So we'll start to sort of wrap up around this time. Then we've just got a couple more uh, things to touch on, which I suppose one of the big things is obviously you've got the EP coming out and then you're going to be touring with that as well. But from, if we said a year or, or maybe two years on, if what would be the ideal, like, are you guys looking to like for example you can release a few just singles for a while there's eps they're saving up for an album there's sort of what is there something in particular that you are specifically aiming for once the dust has settled around spark to ignite i think so yeah i think like we have we've already kind of discussed a few ideas moving forward so like i think once the ep drops next month we will definitely be looking to release some some more music towards the end of the year so we'll probably have a little break so we can play some shows um and kind of prep for that um so i'd expect you know at least a couple of singles before the end of the year and then obviously we're going to kind of like play it by ear a little bit but we'll probably be putting out like singles on the regular because it's kind of hard for a you know a, a self-funded smaller up-and-coming band to kind of fund like a full album and everything in one go mm -hmm. and although we could probably do it we want to we want to do it when the time's right and it's worth it 
uh, to the bands. So like, we'll probably be putting out plenty of singles, playing loads of gigs, uh, and just trying to build our build our sort of fan base so that we can come to a point where we're like, right, okay, let's do an album and um, you know, smash out a good album and hopefully look to to take things up to the next level. But other than that, there's not any like solid concrete plans as of yet. We've talked about I don't know if, we'll, if I'm allowed to hear any spoilers. Um, we've talked about potentially some. No, actually, I can't say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm sorry. I've just built up everyone's home. <laughs> Are you planning on doing some more covers? Is that what's going to be on the table? No, I don't think so. Um, if we were going to do any covers, it probably wouldn't be like a full-on like professionally recorded thing. Like we might do some... It, it depends on how the gigs and like lockdown goes. If anything, everything clears up, probably not. But if things are mm. like this any longer, we probably will start to do some more stuff from home and maybe put out some like self-recorded like covers and stuff um, and just bits of content like that. Um, maybe some like acoustic like we've been doing like live performances from home which is basically mm. just we all record our bit at home and then i like edit the video and mix the song and stuff so we'll probably do some more stuff like that and some like, acoustic stuff um but i think there's basically word of just maybe adding a couple of new brand new tracks and maybe some acoustic mm. songs towards the end of the year so we'll see oh, how that will I, I thought you were not not saying something else but oh, i'm glad i didn't try and finish your sentence now yeah. <laughs> so many secret things <laughs> like we, we basically we, we discussed the possibility of something we don't want to like say it in case one it doesn't happen no, of course and two if it does happen i don't want to ruin it so let's <laughs> oh, what, what i was thinking was christmas related so um yeah i was completely uh, way, way off by that Oh, that's that's a hint then. That's the thing. Just make sure you follow us constantly all the way throughout this year, especially all the way through Christmas. And just out of interest, one last thing that I've... Um, not last thing, but one thing I thought of in relation to covers and live. Do you guys... Um, with your live set, is it going to be basically the entirety of the EP? Are there going to be some of the older tracks from the previous EP? What kind of set list are we looking at? Covers or what are you yeah. thinking? Um, so for like our headline sets for uh, like mm. our local shows... Uh, probably going to be pretty much our entire discography. Um, definitely the new EP in, in the, the new EP in full. Um, probably you know most of the tracks, if not all of them, off the first EP, and then maybe the cover. I'm not sure on that one just yet. Um, for the sort of support slots where we're sort of getting half hour, it's going to be you know the full EP, and I expect a couple of tracks off the first EP. Some of our mm. more favourite ones. So still kind of piecing it all together i think we've got a rough plan um that's kind of coming together over the next couple of weeks when we're rehearsing again and then yeah i just i think it's gonna be i think people are gonna like it i think we're gonna be playing like with like a half hour set especially we're gonna be playing like you know the the best of what we've got so i think Mm. it's gonna be good fun and last thing I, we kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier but just sort of uh final things regarding live will be um what one song each of you is that is your top song that you're excited to play live i know we touched upon it a little bit earlier but i thought i'd each ask of you if you could only choose one if you had to choose like one song to showcase just to play live for fun what would it be okay i'm gonna go with so um it's gonna be annoying for people because they probably not heard it so i'm gonna go with gone so i'll like nice <laughs> so the last release on the ep gone it's my favorite single. Uh, it's my favorite song we've ever written. And it just, it does just slap live. It's just, I don't know. It's just the right tempo. Like you can jump to it. You can bounce to it. It's got a catchy chorus. Um, I think that one's going to be killer. What about you, Tom? You, n- narrowing it down to one's difficult. Uh, I'm going to go out of reach just because for me, it's the most fun to play. And I, I don't think you guys have ever played it live anyway, but yeah, yeah, we 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 did unfortunately before you were part of the band, buddy. 
We did. We, we played Fairweather for an hour of each like a handful of times. I think we played it for like one tour of like four or five days and a couple of odd shows. And then COVID was like, nah, mate, see you later. <laughs> right. Fair. Okay. So yeah, like that's one for me that I'd like to see the reactions to because there's obviously a lot of like walls and stuff the yeah. audience can get involved with. So, Well, actually, come to think of it, when we played them, they weren't released. So we played, we played we played them unreleased, which is very unusual for me because I don't like doing that. But we had like we had like a headline set to fill in, on one of the Southampton shows, so we added both. But yeah, we have played those. It's funny you choose that because like I love that song so much, but it is the hardest song <laughs> in our set to sing, and it kills me every time. So I'm like, I lo- it's like a love hate relationship. I'm like, that's why it's at the end of the set. <laughs> so we're <laughs> it's at the end of the set, so that like I can kill my voice at the end of the night. <laughs> Yeah, just give it all right at the very end. And it's funny as well because I was probably going to say Out of Reach was the one I'm most looking forward to because I, unless circumstances change, something horrible happens, um, I will be at the Suburbia show as well. And I'll mention the sort of tour dates and things um, when this gets released because I'm, I'm aiming for this to be released. Basically, it's going to be a two-part I'm aiming for, if my scheduling allows, uh, for part one to be released before the EP comes out and then part two the week after because I release on Sundays so I'm hoping that'll be it so it'll kind of provide enough sort of uh, hype for it and things which will be amazing because it's like at least the only maybe one of the only good things about the COVID part as well as the sort of uh, community element of it is like at, at least it's given you more time for fans to either for new fans to get into the band because I think a lot of people have been listening to quite a lot more uh, music and things especially new music over lockdown in a lot of ways but also the fans that were already fans who are going to see you the songs have sunk in a lot more so it's going to be this at least you've kind of got that thing where it sounds like when you do see a band live and they play a new song it's like this is amazing but I don't know how the song goes so I'm just kind of you know <laughs> kind of bobbing when I can <laughs> when I know whereas at least this time be like you've had enough time to listen to this let's get nuts yeah, you know when the song's going to drop, you know when to jump. I mean, I'm probably going to be there telling people to do that anyway, just, you know, nagging them, like, <laughs> jump when this drops or I'm going to be sad. Um, <laughs> That's such a pop-punk thing to say. <laughs> I've waited years for this moment. You've jumped, or I'm going to be upset. Uh, awesome, man. It'll be really good to see you at the show, uh, get to meet you in person and everything, and um, just, you know, have a couple of drinks and stuff and chill. So um you can make it awesome if you can't don't worry like understand i should be bringing megan as well so it's like you know there's a few shows that are local and it's just like i don't care what happens if there's a hurricane in england for the first time ever i'm going to the damn show um so as we come to the end here let's uh, let's do the wrap-up then so i'd say uh final statements uh statements we sound so formal with things <laughs> like you're in interrogation closing statement yeah closing statement of this argument so that's why are you pitching to this audience pop punk uh what is pop punk that's the question what is no. <laughs> um so final things that you guys want to say and uh obviously i include links to um not only your spotify playlist that you put together that you put together which is really cool but also spotify tour music page as well but any social media you want people to hear and just final things you guys want to say uh, hit us off yeah, man. Well, firstly, uh, thank you for having us on the show. It's been awesome to just chat and stuff. Um, it's been great to just not not be asked the generic questions over and over again, just actually have an in-depth chat. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, for anyone listening, um, you know, we've got music out on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else you can listen to it. Uh, we're called Royals. You can just search us. We're on Instagram, at Royals Official UK. Um, we've got a website. Uh, it's just royalsofficial.com. And yeah, I mean, anywhere you can find us online, we're probably there. 
um, probably spamming up your news feed of good things <laughs> and naked photos of Will. Um, <laughs> Which is still a good thing. It, just it good is. Thing. He's, a, he's a good looking chap. <laughs> and he's been to the gym a lot. Um, even when it was closed, he was working out from home. Um, so if you like good pop punk music and naked men, then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just appealing to females now. Um, okay, so obviously, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, check us out and come come to a show. We got a tour in August, I think. Yeah, August. Yeah, that'd be awesome, and Tom. We, yeah, and you, you mentioned our Spotify playlist. So if anyone doesn't know what we list, what we're like, then obviously check us out. But if you like that sound, then listen to that playlist because everything on there is similar to what we do, and there's so many good bands in there, including some of the bands we're touring with. So. Yeah, get listening to them and um, check us out if you can. Yeah, and if you're in a band, feel free to send us a message and submit your song. We're always looking to like find some new uh, up-and-coming artists. Awesome. And do you guys want to give out your Instagram handles as well? Because I know you've each got one. Or I know Tom has at least. I don't know for sure if Luke does, so I might be just throwing you in the deep end. But if you want to give them out, you can go ahead. Yeah, I am just at Luke Royals UK. And yeah, I'm at Tom Royals UK on um, Twitter instagram all that so i stole that before the other tom joined <laughs> literally like the minute i'd say i think like before i'd even told him he was in the band he pre-saved that like he was like, yeah i've pre-saved that on instagram i've got it set up like on a private account otherwise you know he can just be tom too <laughs> it wasn't that it was after i was in the band and then you were like oh we're talking to this other guy who's also called tom that was the point that i made tom rose uk <laughs> because i was like if it happens I was the first time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, right. That is incredible. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on the show. I want to say it has been such a joy to speak to you guys and have a really long conversation about pop punk. And also, for clarity, I recommend people check out your band for... Because I like most genres of music and whatnot, but pop punk isn't... I'm not a pop punk kid. You know, I like pop punk, but it's not my go-to genre. But even, I think your music is so appealing. All of the tracks on the EP, they are all different enough that I just think, I think it'd be hard pushed to listen to the whole thing and not find at least a track that you like the sound of, even if you're not that much of a fan of pop punk. I think, seriously, give it a go. It, it's really, I think it will surprise a lot of people. And it's just, I think the little moments in there that you don't expect, they're some of the things that really hit the mark for me the most that make me going back and go, I just want to listen to that little bit. And then you go back and listen to the whole song and go, ah, but that other bit's amazing too. Okay, I'll listen to those two bits. And then before you know it, you listen to the song like six times and it's stuck in your head for weeks, which is what I've had without reach for a while now. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it's nice, to, nice to hear that. And um, I do agree. Like we don't, as much as we label ourselves as a pop punk band, like, we want to, we kind of want to be more than that. Like we don't want to be, oh, yeah, we're just some generic pop punk band playing the same thing as every other band. It's like we're trying to do something a bit different. So, yeah, check it out and hopefully there'll be a song that you like on there, guys. Yeah, a band that uses pop and punk. There you go. That's it. <laughs> that's the really old person way of saying it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Take care. Yeah, thank you. So that is the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said, make sure you check out A Spark to Ignite on Spotify or the multitude of music videos on Royal's YouTube as well. It is all a lot of fun. And the video for Gone has been released and it might be it might be my favourite video so far. I really, really liked their quarantine video, but visually the video for Gone and the colour palette they use is really, really cool. I know that sounds weird, but when you watch it, you, you'll know what I mean. So make sure you go and give Luke, Tom and all of Royal's lots of love on social media and tell them how much you enjoyed this conversation because I certainly did and yeah I've been listening to their EP over the weekend because it's perfect summer music.
So what else have I been up to and what we've got coming up? Well, I was on episode 37 of the What's the Topic podcast, which was out on Friday the 11th of June on the Comics in Motion podcast. Um, I spoke with Matt, who's the host, about the first episode of the new Loki series. So make sure you check that out. Link to that is in the description. I was also on an episode of Geek Talks on the feed of Fantastic Universes. I've included a link in the description to that. I was on episode 21. So if you want to hear me talking for about an hour as to why I'm into geek culture, how my dad affected it and my brothers and my general view on those sort of things then make sure you check that out and make sure you subscribe because there's a couple of really really cool shows on the fantastic universes feed including a lot of the individuals from comics in motion are doing similar episodes to that whole geek talks thing so max bohm was on there recently i know jack of jack's musings is on there too uh, aiden of chaotic comics i think he was on there so there's lots of really interesting people on the geek talks podcast on the feed of fantastic universes and a link to that is in the description as well So what have you got coming up? So I've currently got three episodes recorded in the bank and I've got one for recording next week. So the ones in the bank, I've got Tom Everett, who is the actor who we normally talk about acting stuff. So he was on a few weeks ago. It's part two, or I say it's part two. He came on again for another two-parter conversation. That won't be released for a little while because I like to give a bit of distance between releases and things when they're the same guest. Sometimes kind of depends what the subject matter is and whatnot. Um, But on that one, we spoke about stagecraft and then went into like uh, talk about morality and that sort of stuff. So that was a really, really fun one. I also spoke with Francesca Rianon of the Writer's Voice podcast for an hour. That was a really, really cool podcast because she's been podcasting and doing her radio show for like 14 to 16 years. So she is a veteran of the audio arts. So I'm very excited to release that one. That may be the one released next week. I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to figure it out. But then the other one I've got in the bank is a chat with Michael McCormick. He is a puppeteer. He did some puppet work for the Jim Henson movie Dark Crystal. And then he did a lot more puppet work and aesthetics work on the other Jim Henson film, Labyrinth. And it was just really fun to talk with him. He's a really, really nice guy. I chatted with him for about two hours and that's actually going to be an episode where I'm going to release the video of it as well. Uh, we spoke on Skype and I recorded the video and it's just because he shows some of the dolls that he used. There's Punch and Judy dolls. There's a doll that he has or a puppet uh, that he specifically used and you actually can see it in the film Labyrinth. He showed me some of the other stuff as well. It was just really, really cool. And I think that that episode specifically does benefit quite a lot from video. So that would be really on the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel. I'm going to release it all in one go as well as on this feed. It's going to be a nice long special because, you know, I'm not going to release half of it on the YouTube channel and then half it. It's just too much faff. I'm going to release it all in one go so you guys get one big long conversation. So that's a lot of fun as well. Then a conversation I've got due for recording next week is going to be with a gentleman of the Like to Like Things podcast. Normally when I have conversations lined up with people, I don't like to say what you know when I'm going to be doing it in case anything happens, we have to reschedule or something. But Chris is a really, really nice guy and I've already been on his podcast and we talk at the very least weekly. Uh, I'm also a Patreon supporter of his show as well because I, I just love it so much. So I'm really excited to have him on the show because I really want to big up his show because it's just so wholesome and amazing. And also he's just such a fun guy to talk to. So really... I'm I'm very excited for that. It's going to be recorded on the Tuesday. Uh, I'm then appearing on the Beer Nuts Productions podcast. It's going to be recording that in a few weeks' time, and then it will be released at some point over the next six months. So who knows when that will be out, but that will be a bit of fun on that. Uh, there's a few other bits and pieces, like Moxie of Your Brain on Facts. Me and her have been speaking about doing another UK versus US episode. Uh, listeners who listened around Christmas time will have known that I did a one with her and Megan, where we spoke about some of the differences between the UK and the US at Christmas time. So we're doing a summer one. It's not going to be specifically about summer I don't think but we're going to talk about sort of different things between the language how we do different things there's quite a few cool little tidbits and things we have a nice little google doc where 
we add things on there. Uh, so I'm very excited about that too. So lots of things in the future. And if you want to stay up to date and you want even more insight to what I'm up to, make sure you go over to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat. Uh, you can subscribe and become a supporter for only one pound a month. If you do that, you get access to the Patreon audio feed. It's an RSS link that you just get emailed or get sent to you on Patreon. You can put it in wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then you get access to the Patreon audio feed that has the episodes of Genuine Chit Chat whenever I split them in part one and part two, like I have done in this very episode. Uh, everyone who's a Patreon supporter will get access to part one and part two of the episodes when part one drops. So whenever part one drops on this feed and on YouTube and things, any Patreon supporters get access to the entire unsplit episode so you get that as well as you get access to our afterthoughts show which me and megan do we do that once or twice a week it's normally once a week but whenever part two drops on this feed i then release an afterthoughts episode on the sunday so if any of you do become a patreon supporter and then you're like well what about you know the sundays we get part two and we don't get anything new from you mike well that's where you're wrong because you get an afterthoughts episode i specifically pre-record them and make sure get recorded and released on those dates so we've done ones about mitchell's versus the machines cruella i've got recorded i I think that's dropping in the next week or so and they're spoiler free both of those so when we do new stuff it's spoiler free we've got non-spoiler free ones to do with you know star wars and those sort of things and also if you become a patreon supporter for i think it's two pound a month or more you get access to the specific patreon feed uh, which on there i put photos of the star wars comics and canon comics uh, that i release on social media i normally put them on there a few days early i do occasional photos of my pop vinyls and collectibles and my tortoise i do some other things on there as well i've got to mention also me and megan did a road trip recently to some Somerset and it was a half an hour car journey and we just recorded you know going to Cider Orchard and going to the Wellington Monument and things like that that is also on Patreon as well so if you want to listen to me and Megan's views on our road trip and stuff and you liked hearing I think we did a road trip episode like last year in summer and we've got some plans to travel in summer as well again so i'm going to be releasing road trip episodes to do with megan on patreon don't know if i'm going to release them on the main feed of this very show as of yet uh, i may never do it who knows but a lot more people are starting to flock to patreon which is really nice i've had a couple more people on there in the last week or two so that's really really cool so if you want to become a supporter of the show it's only one pound a month it means the absolute world to me if you do and also you do get access to several hours of additional content per month as well so all of those great things but if you don't want to support the show financially still go over to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat because the witcher season one review is up there the episode of star wars the phantom menace that me and megan recorded that's on there as well both completely for free you may have to scroll down a little bit because there were some of the earlier releases but when you go over there you know you can scroll quite far down it shows you all the locked posts and things eventually you'll be able to find the unlocked post and it will be there so that's basically the plug for patreon and then the other thing is my other show star wars comics in canon very briefly uh, i release a Star Wars show every Saturday on the feed of Comics in Motion and I basically talk about Star Wars comics. I specifically make them so they're perfect if you've never read a Star Wars comic in your life or if you've read every Star Wars comic which I would be very impressed if you have. I do it in a way where I go over the narratives, the connective tissues and the bits and pieces like that so that you can listen in if you've never read the comic. I give you enough narrative information, go through the story, explain what happens so you understand what happens in the story so you don't have to spend ages and ages reading it. I also do the connective tissue like some of the species that appear, some of the planets some of the other things like when a certain imperial officer gets named and you're like i recognize that name where's that from well i tell you so i do all those sort of bits and pieces it's perfect to read along with comics and listen to along with you're reading the comics which is what a lot of people do or it's perfect if you just don't have time for the star wars comics but you want to know what's going on in the canon i'm also doing the war of the bounty hunters i'm embarking on that next week so that is going to be the crossover event that's going to last i think five or six months between the main run of star wars darth vader doctor 
Dr. Aphra, Bounty Hunters, The War of the Bounty Hunters, a miniseries, and a few one-shots as well. 34 issues in total over the next several months. So once a month on now, I'm going to be doing that and talking about, yeah, connections and things like that. And already there's some pretty cool connections going on in the comics at the moment. So I'm very excited to see where it goes and sort of the future because the one I'm going to be recording next week is just the preludes and then it's like the five main ones. So very excited to release that. If you are a Star Wars fan in any caliber at all, just go over there. You can cherry pick episodes you fancy listening to. You know, some of the older episodes I've done, I've done ones all about Darth Maul, about Kylo Ren. Uh, I've done ones that are just about characters from the sequel trilogy, original trilogy. There's loads of them. And if you're a bit unsure and it's a bit overwhelming, go over to YouTube and uh, find the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel. I put all the episodes of Genuine Chit Chat on there and also all the episodes of Star Wars Comics and Canon on there. And the Star Wars Comics and Canon ones are all in nice playlists. So there's ones that are about, you know, if you just want information about characters and bio information, there's a playlist for that where I've just got episodes about those. If you want to just hear about the main run of Star Wars comics or the main run of Dr. Afro comics, they're all in there as well. I took a little bit while trying to sort that out. There's going to be more in playlists too, but also it's the same with Genuine Chit Chat. If you just want to listen to every band I've spoken to on this podcast, you can just go to YouTube and there's a playlist specifically for band and music related chats. Same with like books and authors, same with movies, lots of different things. So if you are a new listener and you really enjoy the show, but you don't really know where to start and you don't fancy scrolling through the podcasting you know, app and vaguely reading everything, if you just want to hear things that are quite connected, go over to the YouTube channel or hit me up on social media. You can literally tweet me or contact me on Facebook or Instagram. It's all at Genuine Chit Chat. I think on Instagram is at Genuine underscore Chit Chat because I'm a moron when I, made, when I made my Instagram handle and didn't make it the same as Twitter. But please contact me or you can email me. If anyone just wants a suggestion on something to listen to, if you just want things that are more funny or whatever, just hit me up on social media and ask me if you don't fancy going on YouTube. But yeah, guys, that is the plug for everything I'm involved with at the moment. Really hope you guys enjoyed this chat with Royals. Obviously, make sure you give them all the love, as I said. Listen to their EP because it is excellent, especially for summer. And at the moment, I'm absolutely sweltering, so it works quite nicely for that while I'm drinking a cider and my iced coffees and things. Uh, But yeah, that's relatively everything I'm up to. Really appreciate all you guys listening. I give you all the love in the world except I give the people on Patreon a little bit more love, just sprinkling more of a portion of my undying love. But I still appreciate any of you guys listening to the show. It genuinely means the world to me that so many people listen. So thank you as always, guys. And I will talk to you next week. I haven't figured out who I'm releasing, so it's going to be a bit of a surprise for you guys and for me. Anyway, thanks as always, guys. Have a great week.